welcome to Tea with Trosper. It's your host, Alicia Howard, serving you the tea and insider details of all things Nevada. Welcome back to Tea with Trosper. As Women's History Month comes to a close, I thought who better to bring on as guests than two of the most influential women in Nevada politics. Today, I'm joined by Henderson Mayor Deborah March and Henderson City Councilwoman Michelle Romero. Hi, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So to start off, um, can we just get to know you a little bit better? Deborah, can you tell the listeners a little bit about how you started your career? Yeah, you know, I think it's probably uh, maybe not your most typical uh, route, but I actually started my professional career as a state park ranger. I oh, started wow. out in Red Rock Canyon and then later went to Lake Tahoe State Park at Sand Harbor and was there for two and a half years. Huh? I was married while I was there, and so my husband then moved to Ely, Nevada, and he was a game warden. So I had an opportunity to move to Ely, and I became a social worker. And so for eight years, I served as a social worker in rural Nevada, then made my way back down to southern Nevada and worked in economic development and and worked at the state, did the, uh, ran the real estate division, uh, did the city of Las Vegas' economic development marketing and then went to UNLV, where I spent uh, 15 years, where I ran the lead institute for real estate studies in the College of Business. Wow. And then leaving there, I uh, joined the city council, and I uh, worked, uh, you know, as a, I was a planning commissioner while I was at the lead institute, and then had an opportunity to serve as a council person, and then ultimately mayor. Very nice. Wow. So you've been a little bit of everywhere in the state. Yeah, actually first woman park ranger in Nevada. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Women's history. We love it. How about you, Michelle? How did you get started? So I started my career in government right out of high school. My first job was with the Clark County Sanitation District in their administrative offices. And I did a variety of, of jobs for them. I got married and My husband was in the military, so we moved overseas, and I went to work for the Army and Air Force Exchange Service in their Human Resources Division. Then came back here, and I started my my career with the city of Henderson and worked through several jobs, working my way up the the chain, and landed in redevelopment for the last 16 years I was with the city. The last nine of those, I was the redevelopment manager and worked on projects on Water Street in Cadence, at, for Henderson Hospital, a whole variety of, of really fun projects. After I retired from the city, I opened my own business and became a consultant and then ran for office in 2019 and been a council person ever since. And you, you actually obtained your AICP certification. I did. I was a planner. I, I obtained my uh, AICP for, for certified planning and, and was a planner. That's awesome. So what made both of you originally like be interested in politics? You know, I never intended to go into politics. I was at the university working hard on a lot of issues like affordable housing and, and uh, you know, housing costs and, and the impact of the economy and the economic changes uh, in the housing market and a lot of different issues. And um, Andy Haven had asked me to serve as a planning commissioner, and so I spent six years as a Basically, it's volunteer. You're paid for your costs, but it's basically a volunteer effort for six years. But I loved what I was doing. I felt that I was making a difference. So when Andy was elected mayor, his seat came open. I thought, hmm, I could make a difference. I could give back and, and make a difference in our community. And uh, I became a council person and then ultimately uh, was elected. I was appointed first and then elected and elected again. And then uh, finally in 2017, I was elected as mayor of the city of Henderson. 
And for me, I kind of the same thing. I, I never imagined myself an elected office, but I, I was in public service for 25 years at the city. My degree is in public administration. And so I, same, I, I loved that aspect of, of my life is being able to serve the public and help people and help businesses get started. And I like to say I had the most fun job at the city because rather than being regulatory, redevelopment is more economic development and, and seeing projects from beginning to end instead of just little pieces of them. Right. And so found that I was really, really good at finding win-win solutions to issues and, and getting to yes with people, and I really, really like that. And I knew after I retired, I, I was still young, I could, I could do more, and this gave the perfect opportunity to do that and make a difference. Oh, so you are retired. I am retired. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> retired. retired. <laughs> Working retired. <laughs> so, Michelle, not many people are born and raised here. Um, does that really play a role into giving back into your community to see how it's developed in the many years you've been here? It does. It, it's really interesting to see how things have changed. So when I was in high school, there were about 40,000 people in Henderson. Wow. Now there's 340,000. It has completely changed. And when I went to high school or in, and even earlier, Henderson was not the, the thriving, beautiful, economic di economically diverse city that you see today. It was a bedroom community to Las Vegas, didn't have a lot of opportunities for employment, and wasn't known for its premier community like it is. And so we got teased a lot for being from Henderson. People would say, oh, you're from Hendertucky or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, Hooterville. And now it has completely changed and we're looked up to as setting the standard for mm -hmm. what, what a city wants to be when it grows up. And <laughs> so it's been right. very nice to see those changes. And I get to see... I, from growing up here, I know a lot of people, and I've known them forever. And so even though it has grown so much, it is still very much a small town. Right. And people still know each other and look out for each other and, and you know, like getting together and being social. So it, although it has grown and, and advanced, it has still maintained its small town values. And that's a unique thing that not many cities Definitely. have. I do think Henderson is very special in that way. It's not like other, it is a big, small city, you know, you still know everybody, but it is. a small town feel, but really, exactly. yeah, we're larger than Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. So we're the That's second amazing. second largest city in the state of Nevada, and we're actually in the top 100 cities in America. And the second safest city, I love that. That's my favorite. <laughs> so tying back into Women's History Month, um, as women, we often face challenges in our everyday life. Have you ever faced adversity or had to prove yourself as a woman in politics? Oh, I think that comes comes on every day. I think that whether it's professionally in a career or in politics, certainly I think when I was elected mayor, I had to prove myself to a lot of the business owners that first year that I was elected, can she do it? Is she is she uh, made of the right stuff? Does she have the metal to do this, or is she just a, a girl, right? Mm -hmm. and, and boy, I hit the ground running. And after the first year, I think they realized I was serious. We saw a lot of changes happening on Water Street. We saw things happening in West Henderson. We've really seen a transformation in the city of Henderson. And that transformation has occurred not only in the business community, but it's also included in the investment in infrastructure and, and uh, building a brighter future for all of our residents by the things that we invest in as a community. I agree. I think just being in public service 
kind of puts a target on you, mm -hmm. period. People feel like because you've chosen that role that, that you're fair game and mm -hmm. they can say and do anything, whether it has a basis in fact or not, it doesn't matter. They, can, they have free reign to say whatever they like. So you often can be a target on social media and... You know, you have to you have to get to a point where you just don't feel the need to defend yourself constantly because half the stuff on there is completely fabricated. Right. And, you know, and, and you know, actions actions speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, people people will often underestimate you. And just as as Deborah said, they think, oh, you know, little girl, go play somewhere mm -hmm. else. And until you prove them wrong. And, right. and once you do that, you gain their respect and, and they, they understand that you're a formidable uh, leader. And look at our community. Exactly. Now. Yep. Thanks to women. <laughs> so we are in the middle of a campaign season. Michelle, you are running for mayor and Deborah, you are running for lieutenant governor. What do you want Nevada voters to know about yourself? I have dedicated my entire adult life to making sure Henderson is the best Henderson it can possibly be. I have a passion for it. I was raised here. My children were raised here and now my grandchildren are being raised here and I want them to have the same opportunities and experiences that I did. Uh, we were able to, I, although it wasn't you know, the, the best and the brightest community back then, it still was special and it allowed me to have every opportunity that Henderson city of Henderson offered me a beautiful career that allowed me to be a mother and have a career and it worked you know Henderson is a unique community and and I have a passion for it I want to see it be the best it can and I've seen its its growth I've seen the growing pains and I, and I have an understanding from that perspective as well as a, being a resident for all that time what people expect, what they'd like to see, and how they feel about their community. So the combination of, of residency and business experience and knowledge has has made me a unique candidate that I think will will be able to take the reins from somebody who's leaving who's leaving very big shoes to fill. Very well said. <laughs> well, you know, in, in my case, I think leadership and experience matter, especially in the role of lieutenant governor. And I feel uniquely qualified to be able to move into that role. I've been running the second largest city in the state of Nevada with a population of close to 350,000. I also am the chair of the Regional Transportation Commission and the Regional Flood Control District here in Southern Nevada. And many things that I do, whether it's economic development and diversification, working in transportation, land use issues, all really tie back into the role and responsibility of the lieutenant governor. And I feel that, that I can, with my background and record in public service and the knowledge that I have in economic development and diversification, transportation and education, that I can really make a difference in this state, that I can step into the lieutenant governor's role and really, uh, from day one, have an impact on the state of Nevada. Um, I've lived in the north. I was a park ranger in the north. I've lived in the rurals. I was a social worker for five rural counties. I understand the state. I understand the uniqueness of this state, that there's a, a the north is very different from the south, and the rural is very different, too. And so we need to understand the regional differences of all of these areas. And, and, uh, and I feel that I could step into that role and really have an impact. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> To finish it off, um, women, it's history month. <laughs> I know you both have children and grandchildren. 
Um, how has it been balancing a life in politics and just a woman in a career and being a mother? You know, it's challenging at times. You know, you, you sometimes have to sacrifice your personal life or sacrifice the privacy that you would have as a private person in a community and that you go into a grocery store and people recognize you and want to talk about what's happening on their street or a problem that they saw or something that's happening in their community that they feel that you need to help them solve. And so so you really do sacrifice a lot, but it's at the same time it's very gratifying that you can help to build that brighter future for everyone in the community and, and that you, your commitment to public service really does have an impact. So I, I think it, it's striking that balance. I, I've had to sacrifice sometimes uh, personal uh, time with my family and my granddaughter. And, of course, it's a, a place I'd like to spend a little more time is making sure that my granddaughter remembers her grandma. <laughs> That's 100%. I think women are very good at multitasking and prioritizing, and you have to prioritize. You have to know which things are okay to to say no to and which things are critical to, to be there. And so you set those priorities, and then you stick to them. And for me, it's, you know, there are things with my children and grandchildren that I won't miss, and I make sure that those times are blocked off and that they know that I'm present and that I'm there for them and, you know, that, that I, am, I am their grandma and, and mm-hmm. want to have that show of support. And there are times when they know I'm not going to be able to make something because something is, is really important and critical for me to be there. Now, all my grandchildren, Deborah's two, but all my grandchildren, I have seven of them now and, and two more on the way, but oh, they're wow. all six and under so they're little and it's harder for them to understand so you have to really make sure that the time you spend with them is quality time and that they have your undivided attention and that you're giving lots of loves and cuddles so that the times that you can't be there they know it's okay yeah definitely so last question to end off on ideally where do you both see yourself in 10 years being a grandma. <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe I'll have 18 grandchildren. But I, don't know. I don't think so. Retired, hopefully, right? I'm already retired. Yeah. My husband says I'm the busiest retired person. Yeah, I agree. Well. I agree. Maybe you know, camping out and traveling. I would like to see some traveling and yeah. spending some time with the grandkids. And, and hopefully, you know, Henderson is... To a whole new level by then. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for the opportunity to join you and to your listeners as well. Yeah, well, thank thank you you so much for joining me. Don't forget to rate and review us on your preferred streaming service. Subscribe and follow us at Trosper PR on Instagram. And find us on Facebook at Trosper Public Relations. This is Alicia. Thanks for spilling the tea with us. And we'll catch you next time on Tea with Trosper.